1: Hello everyone and welcome to the opening episode of Heart and Hand Extra, that's our later in the week preview of the weekend's action. And we also take into account anything that has happened since Monday's flagship show. Now normally we drop on a Thursday, but uh, we're currently playing on Thursdays and after last night it looks as though we could be playing on Thursday for a little while longer. Joining me to discuss this is Paisley Rose himself. Uh, the most apt person I could think of to join me for a St. Nirn preview show is David Marshall. Hello, David.
0: Afternoon, David. I'm quite happy to be here and representing the whole town of Paisley on my shoulders today.
1: Not that big a responsibility, in all honesty. No. No. no anyone who's, who's. I feel like some nice bits of Paisley now, you know. There's, there's the, the mill thing the, and the, the abbey, you know. I mean, it's not slightly less stabbings
0: last year. Exactly, we don't get as much smash... uh... Bus
1: stop these days, so that's good. <laughs> exactly, that's because I've taken all the bus stops away. Well. <laughs> you, you can just get wet. But uh, but uh, we'll, we'll come, of course, to, to the match against St Mirren later in the show. But David, there really is only one place to start this week, and that was Thursday night at Ibrox. Rangers versus NK Maribor. We said on Monday that it would be a difficult a difficult task against a side with... Champions League experience, they have an average 8 of 28, they've been together a number of years, solid, physical, streetwise European team, and it was one of... It was maybe not top tier European nights at Ibrox, obviously, but it was it was getting into the lower end of the the conversation. The atmosphere was fantastic, and I, I've mentioned this on our Patreon site. That was the best Rangers performance I've seen at Ibrox since twenty twelve when we beat Celtic three two. I don't think that there's been a performance against a side of that quality with Rangers looking. Not only their match, but better than them. And in the second half, Rangers, I thought, were splendid.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I absolutely loved first night. I thought it was brilliant. I thought we were excellent uh, for the most part. The atmosphere, as you said, David, the place was absolutely jumping for the majority of the game. It's really something when you're in there for a packed ibrooks and you've got all four stands of the stadium just, you know, building up noise. It was superb. That was a that was a decent team we were going up against and for the most part of the game we outplayed them we were the better team i think that's the pleasing thing about it david as you said this is you can say it's the best performance um, that we've had since 2012 probably so because it is one of the better teams we've faced since uh, 2012 this is a team with champions league experience you know they've got to where they have this season in europe on merit as well as have we we need to beat these teams. We can't just go, we can't go out and just, you know, half ass it and think we'll stroke a victory. That's not going to happen. If we went at it last night, Maribor with a would have beat us. I mean, could you imagine last year's team Going up against that side Where they got absolutely oh, yeah. ram about 3-0 last night <laughs> we But we, we were we good yes.
1: we, we, we had to be As you say, we had to yes. be They were a good side And you can see that incidentally Look at the way they used the ball Look at their pressing Rangers didn't get time in the ball And it goes both ways They had to You look at their goal It was an absolute belter And it had to be again Because we, we played well I, I, Again, a bit like Osseshek last week I just thought This is a good game between two good teams two evenly matched teams but for us to say that we are a good side that is a leap from last season and you're spot on but the, the argument I used before we played Aussie last year we wouldn't have got to this round we didn't and uh, there would have no. been no danger uh, and you're right uh, Maribor against us last season would have been a free hit for them and uh, yeah, we started really well got a goal after five minutes the, the reborn Alfredo Morelos who we'll come to who was sensational I thought last night uh, he gets the goal after a good move down the right Ryan Kent's shot saved by the goalkeeper Uh, he's there to tuck it away I, I know that some in the media the impartial Scottish media felt it was offside it wasn't, it wasn't even close <laughs> Uh, Rangers take the lead and for 20 minutes I think are the better side but then Maribor got a foothold and then uh, they started to make chances Alan McGregor with a couple of good stops an excellent block from James Tavern there um, And then a kind of one of those moments that could have shaped the game in a negative way for us, which was uh, a mistake by their goalkeeper. He passes the ball straight out to Daniel Kondias, who's rushing in. He could shoot he likes to square it to Alfredo Morelos, but he's wandered offside, and he was offside. There was no dubiety about it, so the goal was disallowed. Uh, and really from that they break up the park score a cracker I mean what a finish with yeah. the boy cross uh, on the half volley rushing in at the back post and he just smashes a volley up and, and over Alan McGregor really not a lot Alan McGregor can do about something like that David it was it was just a great strike Absolutely do you
0: know I actually feel I felt a bit ashamed because when I first saw it I was sitting in the gullain real last night and my first thought was actually did McGregor look a bit suspect there but when I watched it back Oh, shut my mouth you know it was an <laughs> absolutely fantastic finish Like Shagger had absolutely no. no chance I don't know what I was thinking to even call him into question for it I suppose strike and you know the thing about that David as well go back the last two years since we came up to the SPL how or the Scottish Premiership how many times have we been on top got a goal in front then we've lost a goal and just crumbled you know that could if this was in the, end of the last two years last night we'd have crumbled under that bit of flatness just after the goal went down in the And the crowd you had to feel the air come out of it. It was a double whammy, David.
1: It was a double whammy because we could be, within a minute, we could be two up and we're one each. Actually, a guy sitting next to me had gone down for a pike and back up and he went, The fuck, one each? And I said, Yeah, yeah. He said, I just (laughs) heard a roar down there and uh, I thought we were two. I said, No, we either go disallowed and then they scored one. He said, Fuck's sake. So the poor guy's wandering back up thinking we're two nil up and it was actually one each. But uh, So it's his fault? <laughs> I won't blame him. So, uh, half-time, thankfully, came and we needed it. They were yep. well on top. And look, I, I'll, I'll admit, I thought, oh, you know, this is this is tough. Um, we need to get a lead to go over there, but we're going to have to really scrap to do it well. Rangers came out, my goodness, I don't know what they're putting in the tea at Ibrox half-time, but <laughs> Rangers came flying out, just dominated as they would the whole half. And uh, we got a, a, again, brilliant play from Alfredo Morelos. uh, Long ball through. He outmuscles their centre-back, who will be having nightmares about Alfredo Morelos tonight and last night, incidentally. Um, He pulls him back. Penalty kick. Uh, James Tavernier steps up, puts it away. We'll come to him as well in a minute. And from that, Rangers... Still have to be on our guard, because as I say, good side. They used the ball really well, but Rangers fought for everything and made chances, actually. But then, with a few minutes to go, the third of the guys I want to highlight last night, Hart and hands, Lissana Koulibaly... He gets on First of all, he he gets a knock on his shoulder He he injures his shoulder Mm -hmm. Uh, He runs off, let's be honest A dislocated shoulder He runs it off And then seconds later Gets on the end of a cross with said shoulder To put it away for 3-1 Ibrox goes, bar me It was just one of those wonderful moments 3-1, we see it out And a great win But I want to highlight those three performances And we'll start off with you can take your pick of any one of these three for man of the match, in my opinion. But we'll start off with uh, James Tavernier because obviously yesterday the bid comes in from West Bromwich Albion of one point eight million. Uh, I'll crack the jokes. Uh, they then get it up to about three million, and Rangers still say nope, uh, not going to not going to cut it. Cut off the. They cut off the negotiations James Tav Tavernier plays. Now, I was a lot worried. Before that, I thought, I wonder if this will affect him. Did it? Hell, he was brilliant. And yeah. the mentality was something that we want to see from Tav. I think a few of the podders had spoke when he was appointed captain. They were a little surprised at this. But that was uh, the effort of our dressing room leader, I felt. Now, you
0: talk about uh, some of the podders being a bit, you know, where about uh, Tav getting the captaincy, I was certainly among them, I thought it would be McGregor if we'd get the armband, but I tell you what, last night Tav looked every bit the Rangers captain, he was superb last night, and as you say, he must have had, all day he must have knew, like, I'm here to play tonight or I'm going to be going to West Brom, and for him to come up, uh, come out last night and put in that performance, it speaks volume of him, not just that player, but his character his performance on his own I think it's one of the best performances we've seen from Tav and Rangers jersey certainly from a defensive point of view that block to, um, to stop that uh, shot at 1-0 that was absolutely superb I thought he was excellent last night and if that's the James we ever going to get this season then he's going to be a real asset for us
1: Alfredo Morelos uh, who I would say was my man of the match I thought was mm. fantastic that is exactly what you need here. if you're playing the system with one central striker Especially in Europe, that's exactly what you need to do. The ball's got to stick. There can't be any easy possession for the centre-backs. Every time it goes up, he's got to hold it, bring it into, bring people into play. He's got to win free kicks, he's got to win throw-ins, he's got to keep them up there. He's got to be on the end of things. He's got to always be a danger so that the centre-backs, one of them, can't come out and add an extra man out of midfield. He did all of that and more. Um, The turnaround in Alfredo Morelos Whose red card wars was in That we discussed the other day uh, Which is good Mm -hmm. because he'll play at the weekend But the turnaround in him from I thought the Nadir I thought one of his worst performances for Rangers against Scoopy In the the second leg Where he looked disinterested He didn't look, I thought, fit And I was very critical because I I was disappointed Uh, He's better than that Look, People laughed about ten million pound bids. He plays like that. That's a ten million pound player.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, it's been something around. I think I was on that scoop post match Podway, and I think the the vast majority for us was, was if he's going to be like that this season, we we may as well get rid. And it's just a different player from uh, the start of pre-season. That's the Alfredo. Uh, Alfredo and won I absolutely love the wee guy, and he's like that. And you know, you can see the passion in him. When he plays as well, you know, he, he nods along to his own song when he's in that bit. he's simple and playable, David. Yeah,
1: he was. I mean the the Scoopy number four by the end looked old. And <laughs> he looked tired. And he just didn't Maribor. want to <laughs> Maribor, sorry, yeah. Uh he he just didn't want to be there. The Scoopy guy's probably oh. still having nightmares, but uh no uh, he just whatever the gaffers take him aside and, and said has worked he looks leaner he looks fitter he looks hungry he looks like scoring again and look there are times when Alfie doesn't there are times where you think uh, you know a chance for him I'm not sure he wants it because he thinks he's going to miss not now um, he's on fire and, and it was like I say a terrific striker's performance uh, and then thirdly heart and hand's own Lasana Koulibaly who Stevie Gerrard said when we got him he's a destroyer he breaks things up uh, last night he would have tackled his maternal grandmother uh, to win the ball He was everywhere, he just breaks up, he blocks, he's enthusiastic There was no easy possession for for the Maribor players Which was great because they could use the ball, you could see that um, And look, they still made stuff happen because they're good players But it was a fight in that midfield He was ably backed by Scott Arfield I think will be a as well uh, defensively for a guy who doesn't look the most imposing did, did put in a, a shift for us uh, but I thought Koulibaly topped off with a goal which is obviously a bonus but early days and look we all remember we were raving about Sean Goss three games in, I do think Koulibaly looks a significantly better player but still it is early days but the gaffer said today you know that's four or five games and he's only going to get better so that's exciting that really is exciting
0: I mean, firstly to the rest of the range of support, I think everyone at hand should just say, you're welcome, mm-hmm. um, but oh, it was absolutely superb, I thought the whole, as you say, the midfield three yesterday, put in a really good shift, but he just seemed to be everywhere, I've, I've seen, I don't know if it's his actual nickname, but I've seen people on Twitter call him uh, the Machine, <laughs> that describes him to an absolute T, he just seemed to be this big destroyer that was going through them every time, and the guy can play as well, mm, that's another thing as well, he's very comfortable with the ball at his feet. I tell you, see when that goal went in, David, as well, I thought at first it was Morelis who got the touch, so I'm jumping about, and then see eventually when the see them, then says says, um, Kula Valley, I grab my back beside me, and goes, was that Hartland's was that he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, but I superb. It was just a cherry on top of what was an excellent night last night.
1: I have to admit that uh, from a, a selfish point of view, one of the things that made me laugh was at uh, Roundabout, where I sat in the main stand, Four or five times he would make a tackle or something where he scored the ball. People would go, "Hart and I a killer ballet." I was like, "That's this is the, this is the greatest moment of my life." So, no, a, a fabulous performance, fabulous night. Not a caution, tie's not done. Yeah, you know, it was brilliant, and I enjoyed it, and we all should, and we should revel in it, and it, it bodes so well for the future. But. Maribor will feel they're capable of doing this 2-0 at their own ground And if we don't go there with the, the same attitude What rate, commitment and desire We could struggle
0: Absolutely, but do you know David I don't have many fears about that Because listening to the manager last night It was one of the first things he stressed In his uh, post-match interview He said we've done really well tonight But this tie isn't done uh, Related back to moments in his own career said, you know I've turned around just like that one yeah, personally he has <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> on his own yeah. one big massive one that stands out yeah you know, exactly. but, quite a high level but, one but that's so good to hear your manager saying that and I think that shows what we're going to do next week I think we're going to go out there we've got confidence in our defence I think we're going out there to look for the first goal next week because I do think if we get that first goal that does kill the tie and for there you know we can just hopefully play out, stay tight at the back, which I think we're more than capable of doing. The tie's not over, but I tell you what, we're in a massive position now, right in the driving seat.
1: Yeah, Ryan Jack to come back as well would be a, a huge boost. That's mean, exactly the type of player you want for that type of match.
0: Where are we getting it? It just seems all of a sudden, though, we've got this massive death in the squad now. Is like we're bringing Jamie Murphy off the bench last night as well. It's so good to have this quality weight to come into the team as well.
1: Yeah, um, McCrory as well. Come on, last yeah. night. Um We a look at Sadiq, who I think is going to be, uh, uh h- who's going to be the kind of new Ted McMinn. There was a, a moment towards the end where he. Belted along with those big legs Got in front of the defender after giving him a head start Got the ball Lovely bit of skill to get to the corner Then goes to do something or other But just kicks it <laughs> straight out for a bye kick And you know all of that wrapped up in, in about 30 seconds So I think he could be one that, that occasionally has you simultaneously grabbing for your, your gonads and at the other time uh, pulling your hair out, or what little I have left. So, yeah, excellent, excellent victory. Now, some departures this week we should talk about. And the uh, polarising Rangers career of Josh Windass is over. Um, he left yesterday to join Wigan for a few 2.5 million, plus various add-ons, dependent on how he does down there. Uh, now, the clubs that came in from uh, were... The ones who got to bidding stage were Ipswich and Wigan, and the the other club who had asked Rangers to keep them in touch were Rotherham. Now, from what I'm told, the Windass camp were said to be a little surprised at the level of club coming in from, are you? No. Well, that's very honest. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I I was slightly surprised. I didn't believe he could get a Premiership gig, but I did think he could get a higher end Championship club. I thought, um, but you know, at the end of the day, the market dictates, and that's mm. that's why I think when people are saying, "Well, we should have asked for four. We should have asked for five for him." Look who came in for him. You know that he's not as highly rated as. I was going to say Some fans rate him But also as
0: he rates himself Clearly I I mean we could ask for 10 David But if nobody's going to pay
1: for it Then they're not going to pay for it Mm. In a nutshell And and as I say You look at the clubs (laughs) he's gone to He spoke to Or Steven Gerrard said He spoke to him uh, And he said he wanted to to Talk to Wigan Because he wants to play As a number 9 And Stevie G said Well I'm not going to I can't guarantee him that And that's fair enough I mean I do think Josh Wendass Is a talented player I think though You have to find The system that suits him best, and I think unless you play in a two with him as the kind of slightly deeper striker, I'm not sure he can contribute enough. So he could look, he could go down there and do very, very well. One of the problems with Josh Windass is he could go down there, David, and he could tear it up and get a move for ten million in the fall and summer, or he could go down there and flop badly. Nobody knows, and that's the problem with him that you just you, you you can't tell what you what you're gonna get from Josh Windass.
0: No, I think that's And as you say, he's the kind of player where you need to build your team around him, Graham Murray tried to do that and Graham Murray's not the Rangers manager, that tells you how well that worked out for him, Mm. he's just not reliable enough for you to build build your team around him, maybe he can get away with that, Wigan they're not really expected to win every week, at Rangers you are. And unfortunately Josh Windash Just wasn't a good enough Player for us to build
1: The team around him No um, I wish him all the best Nothing against the guy Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie And say I'm I'm deeply Disappointed that he's gone Because I'm not Uh, And I think that As long as the money Gets reinvested We do need I think more attackers And if that was to happen Before the end of The Scottish window Which obviously Is the end of the month Then that that would be great Now some people have asked Can we still loan Players from England Yes you can Um, You can still buy Players from England They can let they can let players go. It's up to them. Um, but because this is a voluntary window for them. But uh, although I believe it's getting standardised next next season, David, that most leagues are going to bring in the uh, as the seasons kick off. That'll be the end of the end of windows. But it does seem a little strange at the moment that they've decided to do this when there's still so much transfer activity going on in the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, if, uh, for next season, the big European leagues, you know, your Spain's at least, Germany's, are going to uniform this along with the English league. Um, yeah, it does seem like this season, though, the English have hampered themselves, you know, voluntarily. Uh, I think as well, though, David, they'll have a wee bit of, um, with the rest of Europe falling to tone, uh, tone now, I think they'll be quite happy that they're doing it first because they like to be seen, you know, it's our game and they're innovating it. So I think they'll, they'll take that one year, uh, hampering to show that they're Doing the best for football overall I like the
1: idea uh, I've said this before so I like yeah. the idea of that when your league season starts You've got your squad I think it's, it's sensible So I get that And I think we've all seen before uh, At our club and most fans of this, A player who has maybe not kicked his ass for about four weeks until he finds out where he's going to be at the start of September and then either leaves or kicks into gear. So, yeah, hopefully it'll clear up these mysterious August injuries that seem to become more common over the last couple of years. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a good window for Rangers overall, Dave.
0: Absolutely. I think we've done really good business. I think overall we've upgraded in the places we had to upgrade. We've strengthened in the areas where we we're weak. Uh, just look at our defence for, you know, to see uh, that lead into action, I think we've done some really good business so far. And that's also with the the point that we're still only midway through August. We could still have business to come in and improve the squad further.
1: I'm sure we will have. Uh, now, mm. the press conference today featured Borna, Bear, uh, Borna Barisic, <laughs> who of course arrived from Osijek for uh, a fee, according to Steve Gerrard, of just £1.5 which we also let Declan John go for 800 grand yesterday. That, to me, seems a clear upgrade. Um, based on what we've seen, okay, admittedly, limited of Borna Barisic, but I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. He comes into contention for the match uh, on Sunday. And uh, an interesting tie, David, because of the matches Rangers have played this season, with the probable exception of Scoopy, I don't think people have had Rangers' overwhelming favourites in any of them. And again, the Scoopy tie was a bit different because it was, you know, the... Brand new team The players The first match we Didn't really know What we were getting That kind of thing Rangers are expected To win this one The fans are expecting I'm expecting it that, that you know you, you look at St Mirren And you think nope, St Mirren Ibrox We should be winning that We should be winning that comfortably It's a different type of pressure From what they've experienced But one they will have To get used to
0: I mean this is your Bread and butter If Rangers player You need to go into these games At Ibrox You're running the mill League games And make them run in the mill um, on that point, David, I expect us to win quite comfortably on Sunday. You know, I, I speak to some fans quite regularly. Uh, there's not many people in black and white going to Ibrox and Sunday expecting uh, too many miracles. They'll sit in deep, they'll try and be be tight and hopefully try and nick uh, the odd goal or just hold out for enough in each. This is not a bit this is not, you know, a game that they're concentrating full on their season. They know they'll have bigger games coming up in terms of where they can get points and stay up. For Rangers, yeah, this should just be We turn up We play our best And if that happens We will come away With the win
1: It's interesting Because St Mirren of course Newly promoted Back in the Mm -hmm. Back in the Premier League again But they came up Under a different manager Jack Ross Who Very very highly rated Young manager As witness by the fact That he's now moved off uh, Down south He's away to Sunderland And You know Has a, a Very a very good reputation in the Scottish game clearly had turned St. Mirren round from Christ they were looking as though they were heading into, into League 1 at one point yeah. when he arrived and, and he turned it round and, and brought them back up pretty much at a canter in all honesty but but he's departed they've brought in uh, they've brought in Alan Stubbs which is great because uh, long time listeners will know my uh, Alan Stubbs impression will get a dusting down um, insert obligatory will not sell Scott Alan to Rangers joke at this point but they don't seem quite as taken with them. The the way it was described, I saw online, Mr. St Man fan is um, that losing Jack Ross and getting Alan Stubbs is a bit like losing a tenor and finding a used Johnny. So <laughs> they they do, there doesn't seem to have a lot of love for him.
0: Uh, it's a bit of a double edged sword in terms of that because there is still a lot of uh, I think remorse of Jack Ross. Uh, leaving St. Mirren I just think he was very highly rated over there. The turnaround that he done at that club was, you know, superb I think, to a large extent, he punched above his weight. Uh, I don't really know where they are uh of the squad they've had the last couple of years should really be um in a in the premiership at this point but they've got there and very much all much of that is to do with Jack Ross. Alan Stubbs um <laughs> I mean in Scotland he is a decent coach to a level is that level going to be enough for St. Marlon that will uh, you know, be plenty to see over the course of the season a lot of St. Myrne fans are a bit in that you know, apathetic side realm, uh, especially after the Sunblind game when Jack Ross came back to St. and thumped Alan Stubbs team 6-0 uh, there was a lot of Saints fans that day uh, earning for Jack Ross to come back <laughs> but They've had some, some weird results over the pre-season as well. David, they drew with Spartans and Queen's Park in the Betfred Cup. Uh, as you can imagine, not many St-Murn fans happy with that one. And, of course, the, the thumping of Sunderland as well. Last week when they got the win over Dundee, again, they're a funny team St-Murn. They can play good football at times and their first goal was really well worked. You know, it was a ball out to the wing. A uh, lovely cross in by Paul McGinn and headed in by Danny Mullen. And from there they they fell out the game. Dundee United, uh, sorry, Dundee got their goal. Sorry, what's Inter-
1: it? Dundee United. I've I, I vaguely remember the term from years ago, but I haven't I haven't heard it in a long time.
0: Tesco FC, mate. I think ah, right, the,
1: yeah, yeah, that new Tesco uh, that's opened up to Annadale Street. Thank you. Go on.
0: Uh, into the second half for twenty twenty five minutes. Into that second half, like last week's winning we're, were absolutely dreadful. I mean, they really were. They didn't show up at all. They were kept in the game by their goalkeeper Craig Sampson, uh, saved a penalty which he initially gave away, and he also had two or three other good saves as well. Dundee as well had, you know, just didn't have their shooting boots on. They blasted a couple of really good chances over the bar, high and wide. By the time where Mum did take the lead, you know, they could have easily been two or three goals down, and the goal they did got was presented to them by an awful mistake by the Dundee goalkeeper Jack Hamilton. As I said, they can play good football but they have some really glaring weaknesses in their defence. Uh they look quite quite sure. I've got um Jack Baird and the new now signing Cole Pikawa in there. That big guy Pekawa, he looks a bit of a, a bomb scare waiting to happen. He's a big solid massive unit but with the ball at his feet he just looks a nightmare at times. There's been quite a few seasons, quite a few times that I've been watching this year. He's went gone to make a clearance and just totally skiffed it and presented a chance to the attack. As I said, David, I just this this one's probably come too early for something. With that as well, they're still a new team with lots of new signers. They're still gelling and I think we're just going to have way too much of them on Sunday.
1: I'm very much looking forward to it. And that's important because the last few seasons, let's be honest, there's been, well, from quite early in the season, it's been a bit of a chore turning up at Ibrox and you've been watching mm-hmm. the games through the cracks in your fingers at times. Uh I I, I had adopted a position at Ibrox of, of just sitting with my head very close to my hands for when it would need to go into it, which was regularly. So the fact that as I say, I'm I'm counting down the errors, I just I can't wait until we until we play and that that's brilliant. Probably see some changes, uh Dave, you know, I think obviously Ryan Jack's not gonna come in. We should probably see Bonabarisic make his yep. debut, possibly the likes of Jamie Murphy will come into the side but at this stage of the season yeah you might look to to give somebody a break before the big game on Thursday but you would hope they had enough in their legs at this point to to just be playing week in week or game in game out
0: Absolutely on that point I've been excited to go to the game David I mean I came home from Ibrox uh, last night and I was just buzzing you know I was whistling songs trying to dance with my dog and, he <laughs> and I was like oh, I can't even wait three more days to let like, Till I get back to I want to be now. I'm just, I'm like a kid in Christmas and then. I'm just totally in love with this team, totally buzzing with everything Jairas doing with this squad. Yep, the squad itself, I think the players here, they should have enough legs to um, to get past Monday Sunday. We will see a couple of changes. Borna Bear will come in. I think the left back position the next couple, uh, the next week or so is going to be real interesting as well. Um, but yeah, I don't see too many changes, one or two, and. The squad that's going out there, I think, as I said, will be have more than enough to get past our opponents.
1: I'm gonna go for Rangers three 0 on Sunday, David. What's your prediction? I've been saying three 0 all week as well, mate. So well, there's your bet, folks. Uh, if you're you're going to your turf accountant, then that's uh, that's the heart and hand recommended bet. Okay, then that's everything from us here on Heart and Hand Extra, uh, our season debut. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to hear more from us, well, we're here Tuesday and as I say, usually Thursday, but uh, given our games, there's a bit of a. There's going to be a wee bit of Dubai say about that. Might be Fridays for a wee while. Hopefully, will be for a number of weeks. But uh, we, we'll always try and get in with a, a pre match preview. Uh, as I say, you know, just get it from all the usual places. Uh, someone did ask me because the show was a little late dropping on iTunes and Android and all those stores. Um, basically, what happens with these shows is uh, I put it up, physically put it up on ACAST, YouTube, Patreon. But to go on to those uh, other pod that it goes through Playback Media, and uh, that can sometimes take a little while. So you, you'll always get it first if you, you know... Well, I think you should sign up to the Patreon, uh, where you'll also get it ad-free, incidentally. But even if you you think no screw you Edgar you've got enough blue pounds to be <laughs> off sponsoring uh, dynamic holding midfielders that uh, you will get it first on a cast as well then or always uh, on YouTube so that that's my advice uh, the likes of this one for example um, it's due Friday night it'll be on those platforms Friday night if it takes a couple of days to arrive everywhere else you know why so that's uh, my tip to you guys Uh, patreon itself just go to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. six shows uh going on yesterday and uh, five today we generally do three more often four and as i say sometimes even more and dave you are all over the site including with the six of the best
0: uh, yeah, if you've not asked the six of the best before, please do. What we do is it's kinda of a list show that you see on here, uh, like YouTube and whatnot and we go through some topics uh, and relive some of the greatest moments in Rangers history. Uh, we've done like the six recently we've done the six best uh, season openers, European qualifiers. But one this week's a little bit different. I've got James Forrest, not that one, on with me and we're going through six of his favourite games, the Rangers.
1: So you can get that. At patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, just $1.99 per month. All that it means to do is to thank my executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, and to thank my guest, the voice of Paisley, Mr. David Marshall. <laughs> Pleasure, David. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, take care. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>
0: Podcast Network.